Everyone, welcome to Ending the Drought, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 3. I'm Jason Webster, here with your other hosts, Jeff Webster and Jake Cranston. Jake. Yo, yo, yo. Jason, Jake. It's like summer out there, man. It is. I mean, it's only like 60 degrees, but it feels like summer. This is going to be a very good week, followed by a very shitty week. Yeah, I heard that. Friday's going to be like 75, so that's going to be real, real nice. But then next week. Like like you said, what is it supposed to be like a high of, there's a couple of days, like a high of 42 or some shit? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, That's I Buffalo know. for you. Well, and it's April still. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. So they're supposed to start digging for the new stadium May 1st, right? Right. I think it's a break ground May 1st, yeah. That's cool. All the paperwork's done. Papers are in. That's, that's cool. We're gonna break ground. Yeah. So it was more That'll expensive too than what they originally said. Yeah. Huh? What was up with like, that? Like I heard every that. project that's ever happened. Yeah. What, what? Yeah. I don't get it. Wasn't it like uh, how much? What was it? A couple of billion or one point two billion or something? It ended like up that? being one point four four billion. Yeah, but wasn't it supposed to be like one point two or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. I don't know. It was so the taxpayers have to foot up like eight hundred million or some shit. Yeah, and the sucky part is, man, I I know like we're in a unique situation because as a community we're really desperate to keep this team, right? Oh I yeah. Mean, so it costs us more than a lot of other places around the country, and people bring that up all the time. A lot of times the team will, you know, put more of the bill. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like. Yeah, I kind of wish that that had happened and we'd had more of a roof or whatever, but you know that's kind of a touchy situation around here. Oh yeah, everybody's got their opinions. It's you a know? big, big debate on the roof thing, right? Yeah, you know, it's huge. And there's there's a lot of people saying that they're like, you know, the taxpayers have to put up eight hundred something million dollars and we can't even have a roof on the thing. I know that's. Yeah. I get it. You know what I mean? Like I totally get it. But the thing is, is like if you look at uh, like let's take uh, MetLife for instance, the Giants and the Jets Stadium, right? Their their stadium costs like two point eight billion. Now yeah. it's for two two teams, and so it's, it's going to be more. Right, I and get it's it. also a different uh, cost of living. Area yeah, too. But I mean, that's two point billion in their open air too. Right. You know. Right. Oh yeah. No. So I, it's like, I get it. So it's like it's like weird. Like you would think like you would have a stadium that was, you know, in the billions like that, be multi purpose, have a roof, this and that, but. There's certain ones that just don't, you know. I right. don't know why. Like the um, SoFi Stadium, the Chargers and the Rams, that was $5.3 billion. Right. Well, and, and the funny thing is I, I do give them credit for trying to compromise, right? So, like, they are, what they say, like 60% of the seats will actually be undercover. Right. Something like that. So, yes, it's somewhat of a compromise, but we'll see how it plays out. You'll be there. Yeah. So you can you can give us feedback on just how successful that really was. Sure. But, you know, a lot of the things that we deal with right now, like the wind on the field, is supposed to be dramatically reduced, like dramatically reduced. Correct, yep. Like you go back to that New England game when it was like 60-mile-an-hour <laughs> winds and you couldn't throw the football. Yeah. Like I, to me, I mean, I get it. That's like old-time football, playing in the dirt and the mud and all that shit. Right. But it takes something away from the game when you can't exercise the full extent of the playbook. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's just like a. uh, Yeah. Today's today's game's uh, a totally different animal, too. Right. Right. You know, I mean. Right. The the athletes are bigger, faster, stronger. Everything's more technologically advanced. Like, it's just a different game. Right. You know, so so you want to have 
all guns blazing and when you when you can. So right. they having the controlled environment with a quarterback like Josh would be optimal. That would be the most sense you could really get into a stadium. But I, I, I mean, I understand. I, agree. I get it. Like I, I do. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like building a brand new seven forty seven, and then saying we're going to put a steam engine in it. You yeah. know, what I mean, it's yeah. just like. Josh Allen in harsh weather environment just impedes what he does best. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I know they're building it for a long time and it won't be Josh forever. Right. But now you're talking about the potential of bringing in quarterbacks that can only handle that or having to try to train them into it like we did with Josh and it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't think he's very good when it's snowing. Yeah. And I like the home field advantage because of the fans. I really do. Like, I don't like the Dolphins baking everybody on the sideline because they fucking can. That's not home field advantage. That's just like. Well, and it didn't even work for them that well. Well, like during the the game against us, they had players that were passing out and shit, too. Like, I mean. Oh, yeah, but we were like. Yeah, that's that's like the dangerous type uh, advantage, right? Like for player safety, huh? Yeah. When you're when you got, uh, you know, it's snowing hard or it's cold. I mean, for the most part, you're really not putting anybody's health in risk. No, they have heaters in the benches and <clears throat> yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, it's... and and how many times have you heard that analogy? Right, like if we want to do what they're doing, we should just take heaters away from their side and fucking yeah, shovel right. all the snow right. under their bench and like, yeah. yeah, who wants to play like that? Right. Why should it even be a factor in the first place? For sure. No, just it play football. It yep. shouldn't be at all. And um, and speaking of just kind of the progression of uh, the stadium, also I want to touch on is it. It's so crappy that that Erie County or Orchard Park or kind of both together have to go and try to start wanting to tax uh, these homes for parking lots now. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like they want to treat them like they're a business and they're saying, well, you know, if we if we can't get in there with medical vehicles, uh, you know, we can't have a, a house be like a parking lot. And not be treated like a business because we have to get if there's fans in a in an emergency situation we have to get vehicles in there and we can't do this and to do that and blah 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 and they're trying to turn it into too much of a like a commercial thing. I mean that stadium has been there for seventy three. Yeah, since seventy three. Fifty fucking years. These houses there. have been doing these 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 uh you know parking lots slash tailgate parties for forever well and, and now it's a problem that's a fantastic topic honestly because i i feel like it's a constant struggle for these guys or for fans to not feel like the baby in the bathwater situation right like oh well a fan might get hurt we can't have tailgates that we've been doing for 50 fucking years right and as far as i know very few people have ever fucking died from that like people, probably more people have died falling out of seats in yeah. some of these stadiums. You know, like falling sure. out the back of a you know high rise stadium, right? Then have died in a tailgate. Yeah, maybe there's occasional fight or whatever, but for the most part, I don't think it's that dangerous that we got to create all these brand new rules. No, and you know it's just money when it comes to this one, right? Well, this that's is it. just like oh, somebody's making a dollar and we're not getting ten cents well, of it. And so what happens? Let's say they do that, and now you don't have the parking availability that you did before. Now you have a new stadium, and everyone has to park there or whatever parking structure they provide. What about tailgating then? 
do we eliminate what tailgating is for safety purposes? Now that they have everyone in one little lot, do they ban tailgate? Like, I mean, what do you, how do you protect everybody? Right. You know what and, I mean? Well, yeah, how about the parking that. paying back the taxpayers some of that $800 million or whatever? If we're going to pay it anyway, we might as well put some of it back in our pocket. We're paying for this shit. Yeah. You know, we're paying, if you're saying 1.4, we're paying over half of the cost for this giant dome, semi-dome stadium and the parking lot to park all the cars and all that shit. Yep. Like, I know they say revenue will, blah, 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 blah. I don't see where there's any direct relationship to us getting some of our money back or whatever. But how about just not make it harder for everyone? Well, that's just it. Like, stop trying to stomp on the, the people that live in this community around the stadium that for, for six months or eight months, like... You know, some of these guys park make, ten cars. Right, exactly. Big fucking well, deal. Well, yeah, I mean, hundred no, bucks a week. Don't go after them. Eight times a season, maybe. It's a, it's a stupid money grab. Like you're, right, exactly. you're, you're trying because this new stadium's coming in. It's like all of a sudden now. Whoa, hold on a second. All these houses around the area are making a lot of money parking cars. We we need to really kind of reevaluate and and see why and and try to get some money out of them you know it needs to be taxed because it's just cash and blah 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 and yeah, it's just like dude, right. come on man you know and then the whole ordinance thing with the town of orchard park that they can't have buildings above uh so many feet in the air right you know so right. so then they have to fight that so they can have actually companies can come in around the stadium because if you're building a 1.4 billion dollar stadium and it nothing happens around it right what the fuck's the point right you know what exactly. i mean exactly Exactly. So it's just it's, uh, it just bugs me. It is. It you is, know? and that's the problem. You and know? well, and the alternative to that, right? Let's say, let's say you're a normal place, and you're not going to hit the fans with all of that tax money for the stadium. You would get investors, right? Right. Those investors would get paid back. So, like yeah. you said, why is there no plan to help the people, even who maybe live in the area, right? Like instead of trying to tax the people who live there, who are providing parking for them because their parking fucking sucks. Right. How about you actually help out that area? Well, and these people yep. have to plan their lives around a football game because you know the traffic going in and out of the stadium. Oh, like, dude, I, and that's I'm going to run to the store. Well, don't do it now because in about 20 minutes the game's going to be over and you're not going to get home. That's 100 percent true. I so have. So you're going to tax these people because you yeah. got parking? Come on. Well, well yeah. I mean, I park. have I have some friends that live right at, right around the stadium, mm. and that I, I was I was talking to them, um, you know, a couple of months ago. Like, this kind of thing came up. And they're like, dude, we have to, because uh, they don't really go to many games. They're fans, but they just don't go to games. But they're like, yeah, we we have to plan like when we want to go shopping or get our groceries shopping done or just whatever around around the game, right? You know, because once the game starts or you know people are coming in, you can't go nowhere, dude. Well, and, and it's that's how it is. Yeah, you know? and everybody in Western New York knows what happens every summer. Yeah, there's something going on every fucking weekend, and for some people that's a football game but like you have graduations i mean um whatever yeah people getting married you're having showers stuff like that and it's like well we can't do it that week and the bills are having a game and yeah unless we do it at like 8 a.m and everybody's gone by 11 forget it you're never getting and out of here you know what i mean oh yeah so like yeah cut them up fucking break man come on yeah it's it it it's just something that bugs me because of well, that was just, a great point, dude. I didn't think about that. Like, but that, yeah, that does suck. It just it does. Like, I park at a, a lot. Um, it's called Chucky's, and um, he's a, a disabled vet. He has no legs, uh, and he has uh, one missing arm. 
Holy shit, from, dude. from Vietnam. So yeah, we definitely should tax that fucking guy. Well, the thing I, that's on. that's what bugs me as well, and it's not just him. I mean, no, every, I know, I know. But the thing is, is like the guy, um, you know, he has probably a hundred cars parked in his lot every Sunday, right? You know, and he and you know, you're paying him. What do we pay him? Uh, it's like forty dollars. Forty dollars? Is it forty? It went up to forty uh, the last year. So you have like a hundred cars. You're paying him forty bucks to park there. And he has, you know, a nice little like facility there. Like he has a garage you can go into. He has fire pits. Like he 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 put so down he, like, stone. Actually, yeah, he like cares that, for the fans, right? Right, right. To, to park in his lot. And it's just his yard. But right, you know, he's making whatever money he makes. And and then a guy like that now a hundred cars. He can park a hundred cars. He's got one of those super deep lots, dude. No shit. Like super deep lots. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Good for him, dude. That's why I but say. But that's what I mean. Just it's leave just, these fucking people alone. Right. Like, you know? Go after the freaking other vendors and shit if you want or whatever. Yeah. The guys that are charging, you know, 20 bucks for a beer probably when that stadium opens. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's going to cost for a beer by the time that fucking place opens, dude. I know. I know. I but, mean, what's it going to be? Like, yeah, it's just. I the, don't mean to scare you. <laughs> I, hey, it is what it is. Like, right. you know, my, we were actually talking about that um, since there's going to be nine home games every year a year right we were actually talking about if it gets a little little stupid we can actually split it up into three you know three three and three. Oh, so I so have so have you know me and my uncle um you know the, the other two guys that we split with and then another two people so oh, that be three be games cool. three games three games that would be cool you know just yeah and then just like every year there's only eight games somebody only gets two games but every third year Right or something like that, you would get that third game or something. Yeah, you'd have to work it out. But yeah, yeah I mean that makes sense because just something. Like you I said, mean, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's not going to be cheap. No, right. But yeah, I mean. Oh, and then they'll probably want to hit every one of you for an extra charge because you're subletting your seats or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? Whatever. Yeah. But let's talk uh, about, uh, I mean, it's great. We're going to get a brand new stadium, and it looks gorgeous on paper, and I hope it looks as good as it does in real life, as it does on paper. Um, so that's cool, and that's yeah. good for the community uh, and Buffalo, I think, overall. Right. So um, as much as we bitch, it's a lot of nitpicking and stuff like that, I think, at times. But, yeah, leave the people around the, around the parking lots alone. Okay. Yeah. Now. In the NFL. So what's going on right now, uh, a lot of visitations to different teams, a uh, number of different players are still free agency, isn't over, uh, and there's a number of possibilities still out there for a number of different teams. A mm. lot of free agents. Um, some have recently signed with some teams, some bigger names. Um, if you want to talk about that, We've got OBJ is now going to be a, a Raven. Right, right. He's going to Baltimore. Yes. Uh, what did you tell me? Was it like 18 or $19 million or something one year? Or I don't uh, remember what it was. It was fif 15. 15 million. 15 million for, for a year. year. Yeah. 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 And that's, so, that's what he was. Uh, I think he was originally around 20 to start with last yeah, year. I think, yeah, I think it was then like he 19 dropped, or 20. You know, that, so now he's 15. I still, man, I know he's not that old and stuff like that, but man, that's a couple of major injuries and That's the thing, man. Like he well, he didn't get any younger. That's the number one thing, right? right? He's for been sure. out of football for almost two years. Right. You know? 
So, yeah, is well he, over a year because right. it was a Super Bowl one going back. By the so time he gets on the football field, that's it's gonna almost be two a year years. and a half, almost yeah. two years. Yeah, so for sure. So yeah, I mean, is the guy still going to be a solid football player? Oh yeah, sure. But he's not going to be the the same Odell Beckham he was with the Giants. I and don't think so. it's still up in the air, Jeff. I mean, is is Lamar really really going to stay with the Ravens because of that? I mean, that's the weird part, dude. Like, I don't know what the situation is with him because supposedly they're saying, oh, yeah, he was the one that helped bring him there. And it's like, well, he's not signed with him. So, well, like, is he even going to be a Raven and he's yeah. going to actually help get him there? Right. Well, and even assuming he is, if you look at all the variables, you have a quarterback who arguably isn't that great at throwing the football, especially long distances. Now you've got two guys who are both injury prone working together who have right. never worked together before. How much magic do they think they're going to pull out of their ass with this move? Yeah, I don't well, know. Yeah, they're man. asking for a lot. Yeah, and that's the thing that like uh, some of these guys on uh, like uh, Sports Center or uh, Good Morning Football, this and that, they're saying like, well, Lamar has you know now he has a new offensive coordinator. Then he's you know getting Odell Beckham. That that's ammunition to to really say, hey, the Ravens are giving starting to give him what he really wants. But is is that really the case though? Right. Like if you're bringing in a guy for one year. You know, Odell Beckham, is that really giving Lamar really what he wants? Right. In the short term, maybe. Right. But that's about it. Yeah, and they want him to sign this long-term deal, and they want him to sign for the money that he has no desire to sign for. and He wants 100% guaranteed, which is going to be really hard to come by in this league when you've right. been injured as often yeah. as he has. Especially if you're Lamar. But right. he asked for a trade, too. Right. You know, he came out and, and, and tweeted and said, I... I asked March first for a trade from the Ravens. Yep. So and then they well, slapped him with the franchise tag like a week later. And not the yeah. What it's not the franchise tag. It's whatever the you know uh, match match tag or whatever, so they could match any yes. offers he yeah, might yeah. receive, whatever that is. And but. I'm not saying Lamar's stupid, but like I don't think he quite understands what he's asking for, because you're talking about a player who's going to change the scheme of the entire team that he would join. Right. There are no teams that play with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson except for us. Like, right. It's a very difficult thing to right. actually coordinate with. And, you know, like, how many teams are going to have what he needs to succeed the way he does now? Even in that limited capacity when he's not injured. Yeah. Like, well, and that's who can the thing, support too. Him? They drafted him and then built a team to be a, a running-focused team, thinking that's what he was. And his first season, he was fantastic, man. MVP. Yeah. Yep. You know, and now not so much the last couple, three years or whatever. I don't know. Like, uh, like a team isn't going to be already set up for that unless it's like maybe the Arizona Cardinals or somebody who have a quarterback that runs a lot. You know, we only have a quarterback that runs a lot because we don't have a choice. He scrambles. Yeah. 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 I mean, he he's going to always be that guy. Right. Right. And speaking on the point that Jason made, which is a very, very good point that's probably one of the number one top reasons teams are 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 scared to go after him because a the money but b like you would have to schematically change everything you you would have on your football team to Absolutely. to help to help bring i mean you would you would really have to change everything because he's the type of quarterback that you have to run an offense particularly through him it has to be really through him yep you know and and like jay said like you don't there's just really no teams in this league right now that are built to just pull him in and then just go run 
off of what he does. You you have to change everything. So well, and that's got to be hard. And if you try and bring him in and make him fit your team, you're bringing in a bottom 12 quarterback for top dollar. And who's going to do that? Potentially. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the argument for that, the other side, is that he is a pocket passer. Baltimore just never used him as that. You know, I've heard that argument, too, that he's got the arm, he's got the poison, but he hasn't done it. Like, I mean, he hasn't had to be that guy. So yeah. he certainly isn't used to it. I mean, right. so now you're going to, like you're saying, now you bring him in, they're like, hey, he can be a pocket passer. We can got he? a team. Yeah, and that's you know the question. I mean? Can he, You're going to give a guy guaranteed money, probably at least five or six years, probably $250 million, at least like Josh's contract or more. Yeah. Or Deshaun Watson type deal mm-hmm. where it's all 100% guaranteed. Right. Well, the Brown the Browns really screwed up doing that. They really fucked the market because now, I mean, doing doing that, they they set they set that bar now. Well, the funny part is then you hear I don't remember if it was Jalen Ramsey or somebody else that was bitching about Mahomes and Josh Allen fucking everything up because they didn't ask no. for guaranteed hundred percent guaranteed contract. Right. You know, so from a player's perspective, what could be better in the world than that? Five or six years, one hundred percent guaranteed. Oh tore my leg up i can't play football anymore but yep i got a quarter of a billion dollars i'll probably be okay yeah right yeah but the team is on the hook man even if you played six games and your career's over yeah the team's on the hook for a quarter of a billion dollars right i don't right. think there i don't think there are many teams that would or could support that deal right now i don't think That's they hard. want to the nfl but, was not happy like you said dude teams are gonna te- teams are Almost on the hook now for because these players oh, absolutely these players are now moving forward gonna gonna have so much more leverage. Joe Burrow, uh, how about Herbert? With yeah. the Chargers. Not I don't think it's this year, but next year. Right. I mean, I heard him talking about it on the radio today. Who's going? Keenan Allen. Yeah. You know, Mike Williams. You got two wide receivers getting paid close to twenty million dollars a year. You're not gonna be able to keep everybody. Yeah, but what happens? You start getting these quarterbacks together. And the they're they all start coming together and they're demanding like listen man pay us or 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 we don't we don't play like like you're you're really right. the NF, the these owners these teams and then now the biggest stars of the game which are the quarterbacks are going to be in such a leverage push quarterbacks well, could retire with a billion dollars well but honestly. alternatively though what happens if somebody like Lamar doesn't get the deal he wants and retires. Is that going to send a bug up all these quarterbacks' asses? Going, oh shit, maybe that'll be me if I'm not careful. Well, you talk. Maybe I can't ask for everything I want. No, you talk about collusion. What it's going to take is all these owners getting together and going, "We ain't doing this shit." Exactly. I mean, and yeah, fine. You could call it collusion if you want. You probably have to get some proof. But I could see these GMs in their meetings going, "I'll never fucking give a guy a fully guaranteed contract then, ever then you start getting into a, 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 a real danger zone though right there's a real danger zone with that because then you start getting these players that don't want to take that type of shit anymore right you know they're the ones putting their bodies on the line they're the ones that have to retire with cte and can't fucking walk and you know what i mean and don't, well, they don't their medical benefits are shit yeah and, and then all of a sudden now what, what is this going to start becoming a league where it's going to be like the XFL. <laughs> like, guys, well, what's guys... going to happen is every well, year you're going to get a quarterback. Every five years, you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round and do great or not do great. That's your guy. And when the five years are up, 
Fine. Yeah. Somebody yeah. wants to pay him fully guaranteed. Sorry, Dude. I'm not. I'm drafting another quarterback. I think I think you would find not not quite to the level you're talking about, but something like that, where you know some of these top tier guys walk or can't get a job anymore because they're asking for too much money, and now you have some of these guys coming up who shouldn't be at the top becoming the top tier of what's available. Yeah, and they're talking about the cap taking because there's a lot of guys out there who want to play football for a lot less than that. Right. Oh, absolutely. But the the thing that drives this league, unfortunately, from here on out, is always going to the as a quarterback. The stars of this of right. this game are the quarterbacks. And and once you start getting into this position right now, where it's at, it's it can get dicey, man. Well, yeah. You know? Look at Green Bay. It's interesting. Like if you talk about it from just the idea of economically how it's all going to you know flush out, it'll be fun to watch this happen. Yeah. Well, if you look at Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers wants $50 million a year, whatever, fine, they pay him. Okay, we can't keep Devontae Adams. We're going to have to move him. We can't. We can't pay him. Yeah. So now you got a team that potentially maybe could have made a run at a deep playoff run or maybe even a Super Bowl. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Going, okay, we're going to have to get a bunch of rookie wide receivers because we can't afford a solid talent. And now you've, and now you've got quarterbacks strong arming their teams into having a shit team right you know what i mean yeah you start right. either that or you start running into the the problem where you your your entire team is uh built on like one or two year deals like yeah you you, you, you can't keep like a stefan Diggs for five years you right. know what i mean right so it's going to be ever you know moving and you, it's going to be it's going to be a nightmare i mean like what the bills are doing i mean we're basically playing kick the can yeah. Like we just keep extending guys, reworking their contracts, pushing that money down the road, down the road, down right. the road, hoping the cap will help us catch back up. But that's what we're doing, man. And that's and that's where the NFL is at. These guys have to be magicians with money now. Yeah. Well, but and, and but look what together. happens though, right? Like the example you said. So they get rid of Devonta Adams, and now some team picks him up. Maybe a team just like us who needs somebody like him. How much are they going to pay him? Because is he going? Is his career going to million dollars? They paid him, but what did he have before? Uh, close to that, probably. He you was think in he'll the, get? In you the think teams. he'll get what he was getting before? Well, he won't now because yeah. he sucked. The Raiders were horrible. <laughs> right. well, he didn't. Suck. Right. No, no. I take that back. He was fine. The team didn't do what they said. What they thought they would do, and that's and that's another whole ball of wax, man. Like, well, but what Denver's I was trying like, to say is you've you know you've get the situation where they're going to have to make room they're going to have to cut some guys not everyone is going to get a deal like Tremaine Edmonds would you know what right. i mean like not everyone's going to get a really favorable deal you're going to have guys who get kicked off their team have nowhere to go nobody needs them as much as their team needed them and they're right. going to get their salary cut in half and it's going to be a fucking problem yeah. real quick oh hell yeah oh yeah cuz your first 5 years like when when you get drafted up until you know your your fifth or five, four year fifth year option is you know you're on your cheap deal right so so a lot of the time now where these gms are, are going to start doing this is you know they're going to start kind of just kind of pushing that out like like tremaine like yep. not sign him for that dude go yeah, ahead we'll make your like, money we'll 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 pull something else in another another decent linebacker from the draft and it's just cyclical right yeah who was surprised Devin singletary's not here nobody nobody yeah nope because we, we played out the run. If he had been absolutely spectacular and carried us through a deep playoff run or something like that by himself, mm -hmm. maybe they would have thought about signing him for some money. But all our cards are on the table. And the aces are Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, maybe Trey White, maybe Matt Milano. Milano. 
Huh? Von Miller, maybe. Von Miller, for sure. Yeah. You know, and you've got these pieces that you're making decent investments in. And now you got to fill in where you can because that's the way it works. Yeah. You know, and we're not going to get a cheap quarterback again. Like the Joe Burrow situation is coming to an end for Cincinnati. But look what they accomplished with a rookie quarterback. I mean, they went to a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, that I mean, good for them, right? Yeah, but, and and I'm sure the Chargers were thinking the same thing with Herbert. Like you're hoping to hit gold with that rookie quarterback because you got him for five years. If he's a first round guy, yeah, hopefully he can make something happen because after that, your team isn't going to be as good around him when you can't afford to pay people. Yeah, well, don't forget about Jamar Chase. I mean, he got drafted the same yeah. time as Burrow, so you got two guys you need to. To pay. I mean, Jamar Chase is going to want money, dude. Oh, hell yeah, dude. So, he, he wanted money when he got here. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even care if he earned it yet. Right. Uh, now he has. Yeah. He's but, definitely going to want Tyreek Hill money, $20 million he's plus. Gonna, oh, yeah. Probably more by the time he signs his contract, I think, next year or whatever. But I, mean, I think that's why they they had to let both their 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 two top safeties go. Yeah. They're not resigning those guys. They, they I think they understand the Bengals had to think, like, all right, we got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase to pay. Or do we really want to restructure and pay these two safeties top tier money? Because that's what they. I mean, the one the one safety I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He got paid over ten million a year, right? So, which for safety is good money. Yeah, but yeah, it's just uh, we got two Pro Bowl safeties that neither one of them's making ten. I think Hyde's around nine, and yeah. I think uh, Poyer's around six and a half, something like that, right. in that area. Yep. So yeah, that's real good money for a safety, but yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's it's tough, man. I mean, you know, if you're looking at the way Brandon Bean's been operating, especially like this year, it's a lot of one year deals, man. Shaq, we oh, just hell yeah, just signed Shaq for another one year deal. Phillips. Jordan Phillips, um, you know, you got uh, um, Harris, the running back that we brought in. Uh, I, I still one year deal. It's just I a lot still of think uh, Ed Oliver could be on the move. I really do. Yeah, I don't think that's a done deal. He's already said I, he made it sound like he's not ready to sign with the Bills. That could be a draft term. So a draft day move. So sure. what do you what do you think is the the future of the Bills team then? You know, because you can't play that game forever, can you? Well, I think the the basic principle that they are holding to, which makes some sense, is you got that handful of guys that are key, and you've got Deion Dawkins on the offensive line. And, and Josh Allen at quarterback, Stephon Diggs at wide receiver, Trey White at cornerback, Matt Milano at linebacker. Poyer and Hyde are exceptional players, but they're both 31 now. I think they'll be 32 when the season starts. So they're going to need to uh, bring somebody in there. But I think they're just in key positions. Uh, Josh Allen's right-handed. So the blind side would be Deion Dawkins. As long as he holds up, He's got some protection over there. And then the rest of it's going to be like they're doing this year. They bring in guys on the offensive line, re-sign a couple of one-year deals on the defensive line. Uh, hopefully you got Von Miller and maybe Greg Rousseau takes another step or Epinesa or uh, Boogie Basham or one of those guys that you still have under contract takes a step for this year because every one of those guys is going to want a contract if they do take that step forward. Um, and if they don't, you know, you, you're not really out much. It's a draft pick, you know? Yeah. Yep. Right. And I, I think the NFL starting to go in, in the way of 
you draft a guy if you get him high like at Oliver at nine his production is is mediocre it's it's not uh starter worthy or it's not right. we're gonna pay you you know bigger money to stay here worthy I the draft is is getting I think deeper and deeper I think the oh, yeah. these colleges are able to um, get these kids more ready every single year so what's happening now is like for instance most likely we can we can go in and offer Ed Oliver hey this is what we're willing to pay you for your production you know and he yeah. and he thinks no I, I I'm worth way more than that well right. good luck to you go on the free the free agent market they and can go draft a guy in the first or second third round right most likely get the same production keep well, him you know what I mean it's it's so especially when you have some good depth right like I said with Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson those type of guys um Daquan Johnson, like you got some guys, or uh, Jones, you got some guys that can play the part, even if they're not, not you know, ninth overall picks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Tremaine Edmonds, you know, he was a very key part of this defense, but he's not the only part. So sometimes you're going to go up in another position and down in one, but you try to keep, like you said, Von Miller and um, – uh, maybe uh, Greg so and Boogie and up and, and those guys. Yeah. So you got your pass rush, some beef in the middle. Yeah. Uh, and you do the same thing on offensive line. You know, Mitch yeah. Morse is still there. You pay reasonable contract, not ridiculous. You're not paying them top center money anymore. That's when we signed them. It was, but yep. You know, I mean, you just you try to make it all work. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. And for me, it's like uh, the beginning of uh, McDermott and beans regime it's like they start they threw a lot of their eggs in the defensive basket yes they did. you know and they and they sprinkled a little bit on the offense i think now it's time to and uh, you know we we're talking about this last week but i think now it's time to turn the page the other way now it's like let's let's keep some key sprinkles on the defense and be a solid defense but let's put all of our eggs into this offense and really push forward because that's kind of what the nfl is now it's it's right. scoring it's you know it's that type of NFL, and I think if they do that, if they make that transition, I think that's where you're going to see this team maybe take more of the leap. You know yeah, what I mean? And I think most people, even the you know casual observer that watches football, you see one of the things that a lot of teams are doing and having success is on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they're they're. Like the Bills have to compete with the Cincinnati's who have two very high end wide receivers and Miami. You know what I mean? And now the Jets have that uh, Ricky from last year. And, you know, and yeah. now you've got OBJ going to Baltimore. So, yeah, you have to keep up. Like, you, if you don't keep up, you're just going to fall behind. Yeah, it's so, no longer it's no longer defenses win championships anymore, yeah. Jeff. It's not that run the ball and stop the run. No, uh, no, not it's, anymore. It's not that yeah, a good. A good defense can get you to the playoffs, but that's about it. Right, right, yeah. When it, yeah, when it comes, push comes to shove. It's great to be able to stop a team, and the Bills have done that for several years. We've been top five to ten, easy, every year, but we've yet to get to Super Bowl. So, yeah, yeah you can't peter out on offense. Right, that's what we to. did against the Bengals. Correct. Can't ten have that points happen. at home in a divisional game is never going to get it done. It's absolutely not. No. You can't ask your defense to hold a team to six or seven points. No. Not going to happen. You need you need to get over that 
hump and it can't be Stefan Diggs. It can't be one guy. Right. Right. Exactly. It's too easy to take one guy out of the game. Yeah. You know? No, 100%. And, and, uh, and Dawson Knox and Davis and McKenzie couldn't step up enough to make up the difference. Yeah. Even Shakir tried. He played a decent game, but it wasn't enough to make up for. Yeah, we having Stefan Diggs the entire game. And and I mean, I think that's something that's worth talking about, too, even briefly, is that how many times have we seen the players who are actually performing change entirely when we enter the playoffs? And right. it just goes to show you how fucking disjointed we are. Yep. That we have James Cook having to pick up the slack. And, you know, like exactly what you were saying, like there's it seems like for the past three years, we'll get into the playoffs and then our key performers can't quite compete anymore. Right. And we have to start doing things that we're not used to doing and changing things up. And right. like, we just need to be fucking solid when we get in there and do it exactly the way we were doing it the game before we got in the playoffs. Yep, And I think that's part of the thing like this year. Now, Sean McDermott says he has complete faith in Ken Dorsey. It'll be his second year. I'm sure he learned a ton. You know, even look at Sean McDermott or Brandon Bean. When they got here, Brandon Bean had never been a, a head GM before. Sean McDermott had never been a head coach. I'm sure they had some learning curves too, you know, so hopefully Dorsey will figure some some shit out. They'll work with him. And and again, I mean, the theme with this, this whole coaching and GM, the office, everything has always been like this consistency thing. Right, we've got the same coordinators, the same players. Uh, they're getting better. They're working together. We well, can't keep everybody. So Brian Dable goes. Ken Dorsey comes in. Great. Didn't do a horrible job. I didn't think. Um, I remember Josh Allen said something about it's not Ken Dorsey's fault if we don't execute. Like if the play is called and we don't execute it, it's not going to be successful. So if you see a play and it looks like it was a bad call. Maybe just poorly executed. Yeah. So it all works together. But um, I kind of like the fact that they're not being touted as this year's Super Bowl darlings. I mean, honestly, I don't think that helped them. And then at the end of the year with what happened with DeMar Hamlin and shit like that, I don't think people take enough of that into consideration, man. That was devastating for these guys. These guys are basically big kids, you know, and they've been somewhat protected their whole lives. A lot of them come from at least a decent background and stuff like that where they just never saw anything like that before. Like a guy that, you know, they're sharing a locker room every day with this guy. Like they're seeing him for breakfast and lunch and working out and shit. And they're talking all the time. And next thing you know, the guy's fucking like basically dead on the field. Like I can't imagine how horrible, I mean, and I feel bad for anybody who's ever had to face that like a close loved one or somebody you really care about you know, losing them while you're just standing there. Like, yeah, couldn't imagine what that's like, but it just, I mean, it, it gassed them. I mean, I oh, honestly sure. feel that first game when Naheem Hines had the run, you know, the kickoff returns for touchdowns and stuff, yep. they were revved and they were revved for DeMar Hamlin, but that's only going to carry you so far. Well, I yeah. mean, yep. yeah, you just, it's, it's an emotional fucking yeah, Exhaustion. it's tough enough to like when I you know played sports to see one of your your friends go out and get hurt with a, a just a bad injury, a broken right. arm or a broken leg or something. So it kind of puts you down in, in at, at that perspective. So if you got a guy that's in that situation like Tamara is, I mean that's that's a that's a real 
real headmaster right there. Well, I mean, for it's sure. Just, you could even see it when you hear Trey White talk about it. Yeah. You could tell it's got to be on his mind constantly. Yeah. You know? 100%. I mean, it's yeah. that, that's a bad thing to to go through. But, I mean, these guys all back each other up. I was uh, actually watching uh, or looking at an article or it was something on um, social media with Cole Beasley. He was actually defending uh, Gabe Davis. And I, I guess I never looked at it like this because it's just – you don't really realize certain things uh, about what the player is doing in an offense, even though we watch these games. Right, right. Um, but, for instance, Cole Beasley said he was um, – Gabe Davis, he was defending him, saying his catch rate, right? So he was getting shit on for his catch rate. Right. And Gabe and uh, Beasley said, well, look, Gabe Davis isn't necessarily running high-percentage catch routes Correct. right now. He's running a lot of low percentage catch routes. He's he's running a lot of lawn digs. He was calling them. Yep. Um. Just so when, when sideline stuff that's really hard. You like so I yeah. And so when he when he when he brings it in that perspective, then it, it makes a little more sense. Now I'm not defending it completely, saying well, oh, he's got a pass and you know blah blah blah. He he needs to be better. Right. But it does make a little more sense in that way if if he is running low catch type routes for sure but i'd be you know well i was just gonna say i'd be curious to know if there's other people who run those routes and what their catch percentage would be right exactly so you could at least do what we do here statistical comparison you know yeah Yeah. that's a good point yeah that's a good point because like everybody talks about Devin singletary fumbling the ball all the time right now i don't think it was i know he was like top one or two in the league at fumbling the ball Mm. But I don't know how that would compare to other players also. You know what I mean? I, it's a fair criticism, just like you're saying, Gabe Davis and stuff like that. But Isaiah McKenzie probably runs much safer routes than Gabe Davis. You know what I mean? And he still yeah. dropped the ball plenty. Yeah. 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 yeah it, it, it brings light you're right. it, He's to not the situation the a little bit more, for, for at sure. least just to kind of understand, okay, like I, I, I get it. Um, you know, you don't want to. You know, we we as fans are so quick to sh- kind of shit on a player, right? Oh yeah, and, for sure. But sometimes we don't know what exactly the extent is or anything. I mean, again, like we talked about, you know, he he uh, had an ankle injury all year Correct. long, blah blah blah. But does that is that supposed to affect him catching the ball? Like you know what I mean? Yep. yep. So there's certain things. Well, there's about timing that, but, involved and stuff well, like that. So I could see and look at what happened injury. with Josh's arm. You know, like they kind of they didn't even talk about you the know, fact that's a that the good injury was too. affecting him for six games. Because yes. even when they were winning games, it wasn't like they were blowing people out anymore. After the no, bye, we were, after we were Josh looking got like injured. shit after halftime every fucking right. game. So the right. one thing I learned, gentlemen, was when Josh hurt his arm, he completely had to change the throwing trajectory of his arm. So to what, make up for that, correct. So what that means is his regular throwing trajectory, his arm was cocked back here, and he would follow through. Right. He can't. So you're talking timing, right? Because oh, these yeah. guys, these guys have this particular <laughs> timing all off season. The way Josh's arm motion is, it all plays into each other. So sure. now, now he has to shorten his motion, and what that does is it makes him his his velocity go down. Right. It makes the trajectory of the ball dive more. So, it, so you know, that's you see why so many balls were hitting. Well, look at that Cincinnati game. Correct. That's what. Stefan Diggs had the big problem was he was saying like get it up like yeah 
you know and it's just again that stuff like like as fans we don't stop and like okay like that's the problem we just right. think wow shit he's playing like crap you know right. what i mean right and then you really look at it and it's like shit like that makes sense well but <laughs> but to be fair like they didn't really talk about that either and i know you don't want no. to advertise to your enemy that you fucking are having issues but like right. at the same time when we're trying to commentate without even knowing half the story, it's difficult. Well, like, the funny thing is, he was right. wearing a brace not unlike what you had on. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that's got to impede your mobility tremendously. Like, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so the whole thing, you know, in in last year, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Von Miller getting hurt. Trey White being very tentative when he got back. Obviously, we waited longer than we thought we would because I think he had trouble trusting that leg. You know what I mean? I, oh, I yeah. just I think he'll be in a better place. I think Josh Allen will be healthy. Von Miller hopefully will be healthy. Um, hopefully you don't have any uh, freaking snowstorms killing people. Like yeah, right. <laughs> but dude, right. like it if, seems like a good a good bar to set. No, yeah, no dead nobody, people in yeah. snowstorms. Yeah. yeah, but I mean you're right, dude. Like if you look at this past year and you really, you know, you really just look at the whole thing yeah you, know, you sit back and you're like okay what happened i mean we're, we're going all the way down to kim pagula basically almost dying from freaking a uh, heart attack right and she can't even run this team anymore dude right so that alone again like that just that is is very tough for this organization uh, yeah that weighs on everybody's mind she's around the players you know, that's one thing about they the is They're very active. Yeah, everybody freaking loves him. Yeah, everybody well, does. And not to mention that we had to bring back fucking um, Cole Beasley and shit. Like, I mean, that's it's neat in the hometown story way of like, oh, the team's back together again. Yay. Like for our right, big moment. Right. But at the same time, it's not really a good look either. Right. Like you're about to enter the playoffs and you need to pick up players yep. to succeed. Right. Yep. Like, I mean, we were kind of fucked. Like, yeah, John Brown and you, Cole yeah, you could Beasley feel it. and. Yeah, it it wasn't it we weren't in a very good place at that point, especially once we went to Cincinnati and that happened with DeMar Hamlin. It was it was just we were already struggling since obviously the bye Green Bay game, yeah. you know. I mean, it it was just for whatever reason, yeah. like I said, it was like the the cards were just stacked against us. And man. and we weren't the only hard. team. I mean, San Francisco had oh, a, yeah. a, a similar not I mean, it, they they had their problems, right? I mean, sure. they were going into the season super high on um what's your quarterback's name again garoppolo you're talking about oh uh yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Fields, uh, <laughs> i i hate one of my i have the brain farts uh, uh lance yeah trey, trey lance. lance so they go they go into the season super high in trey lance <laughs> how bad is that i know he We're gets horrible. his he gets his leg freaking broke then yeah. they're like, well, we got to go back to Garoppolo, which is the guy we didn't really want to keep, but we kept him anyway. He I mean, start- thank God they did now. Yeah. Right? Like, he played well, right? Yeah. Then he breaks his ankle. Right. Then they have to go, well, geez, now we're down to a seventh-round pick. Brock Purdy. What a story. This guy wins straight, eight straight games, and then he tears his UCL. Right. Like, uh, how many more things could you ask to go wrong with a quarterback position, yeah. right? Well, and then it's not even to mention teams like – the Raiders, who get Devontae Adams, didn't really do all that much. Denver was supposed to be competing for a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. That looked like a shit show. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, but yeah. the whole thing just was like a weird. There weird was a lot of season. There's a lot of different weird, things. Yeah, it was it was crazy, but it's it's it should be an interesting um, 
interesting season this year. And also, I just wanted, we're not a Sabres podcast, but yeah. we are very, very close to possibly make. I mean, they're giving us like we a 3% to, chance. Right. We have to win out and hope somebody loses Three, technically. 3% chance, Jay. And we won 40 games first time that we won 40 games in like, what? 12 years something like 10 or 12 years like yeah. dude even if we don't make it well I mean, and beyond that yeah. beyond that when you look at this team Devin levi looks like the real fucking deal bro he, how many uh, times does a rookie goalie come in and they just go fuck it he's starting the rest of the season 21 basically. years old jason 21 year old and, and the thing is if if he continues to play like this it, he could be down we the could line. have him for 20 years Oh, dude, he could be Absolutely. the next. He could Mark be the Andre next, like Hashik slash Miller. Like yep. we had Hashik, we had Miller. Then after that, it's been like nothing. Right. This kid is good. Yeah, he's really good. Not to mention Tage Thompson and freaking Powers. You know, he scored that um, Paterka shootout. Yep, JJ Paterka. All these guys. Uh, the team looks fantastic. I mean, they just screwed themselves again. losing fucking eight. You know, 10 games in the month of right, May or right. March because of their goaltending. I know they're scoring four goals a game at that point. Like, yeah. come on, they should be winning most of them. You know, that is one thing I've, I've never been as big into hockey as I am into football, but like in football for me specifically with my age, I didn't really ever get a chance to be old enough to appreciate what we had. Right. You know, I was like, you know, yeah, we're doing great. We're in the Super Bowl, but I didn't even really know what that <laughs> meant. Right. Like, right. But then, you know, in hockey, we have had a really good team multiple times in, in my time. And I've gotten yeah. to see that. And, like, you know, even if we haven't made it all the way, we've had a really good fucking team a lot. Yeah, we in won the, the last president's trophy that one year. Best regular season record. Yep. It just became points. just like it was Didn't just a anyway, stretch but. of the last 12 years. It was a shit show. Yep. It's like, come on. It was funny because uh, everybody was in a big yank to get rid of Lindy Ruff. <laughs> he's like, still coaching. He's still coaching. At times, it's like, you know, we didn't go to the playoffs every year, but we'd go every three or four years. We'd be back in the playoffs for a few years. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It wasn't horrible either. No. We just couldn't get yep. over the hump, you yeah. know? Yeah. I hope that don't happen with our football team because I, I think we are so close. And I exactly what we talked about is Brandon Mean. Yes, we're kicking that can down the road, but as long as you can keep kicking, you're going to have a competitive team each and every year. And there's no doubt in my mind they will be competitive this year. Oh, absolutely! I think they're going to be really, really good they, again. They may they may take a step back on defense, potentially uh, de de depending on what they do on offense. You know, I, I'm hoping that it's it's going to take a trajectory, but um, the schedule is going to be harder. So. You know who knows where we're gonna land, but we're right. still gonna be we a, had a, a very good team. easy peasy schedule last year. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it, wasn't it wasn't bad. This year's gonna be tough. Yeah, this year tough. we got a lot of playoff teams. A lot of playoff teams, but I mean, it 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 comes down to this draft is gonna be a big draft. This is probably gonna be the biggest draft since the Josh Allen draft, honestly. Yeah, because of what we what we're kind of transitioning to. Right. You know. Right. So 16, yeah. 16 more days, man. There's a lot of depth there. Next week, we'll get into that a little bit more. Maybe some possible positional needs or whatever. Hey, what do you talk about the draft? What would you bit. say? Would you be interested in doing a, uh, um, a uh, like our own just Buffalo Bills? Uh, we'll do a mock quick, draft? Quick mock draft. Absolutely. You know, Jason can be the commissioner. Sure. You know, he'd be like, with the 27th pick in the 2023 NFL draft. You know? <laughs> Are we just going to pick the Bills? 
Why not? You know, yeah. we'll we'll I'm just do that. We could do a quick comparison of who we both think they're going to take in in each each Dude, round, we, and then we'll, we'll just yeah, we'll pull up, banter we'll on pull it. up the PFF mock draft system. We might be able to do it up here. I don't know, but we'll pull it up and we'll do a mock draft. We'll do a mock draft. Yeah, we can just maybe kinda, even two. Just kind of banter on each, you know, like uh, each pick, like. You know, we can just go back and forth oh, a little dude, bit. I'll, I'll tell you why your pick sucks. Or, yeah, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's going to absolutely happen. And I'll tell you how I don't know who any of these players are right, and exactly or where they come from or how old yeah. they are or anything. Yeah. Right. Works for me. I mean, that, you know, we can just go over that and no, just kind of give that our. That would be a lot of fun. Little, well, we should do that. I've already done a bunch. Yeah. So I know you have. Yeah, you I do. have. You're a mock draft king. It, it doesn't make any difference. It's just like, like I said, everybody's talking about these visitations. I looked. The Bills had 30 visitations last year. Right. How many of those players do you think they drafted? Two. One, James Cook. James Cook was the only player they brought in for a pre-draft visit that they ended up drafting. I know the year uh, they drafted Ed Oliver, uh, he was a pre-draft visit. They drafted him. Um, Obviously, they draft somebody out of the pre-draft visits. The senior but, bowl seems to be big on for the, we talked about that. They're big senior, senior bowl bowls. Yeah. They'd like the senior bowl. Yeah. There is a couple of guys that I think they've had in for a visit from the senior bowl too. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I do want to look at that sometime as far as trying to get a little of an insight. And uh, if I can't do it this year, maybe next year about who they brought in, how they talked to them. Cause I think early on when Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean first got here, I think they actually did more selections from those pre-draft visits. Yeah. Now, I sometimes think they might be bringing some of them in as more of a smokescreen and to possibly get other teams to make moves, show real interest in, like, in Jigba. I I don't think they're going to have an opportunity to draft him. I really don't. Only way is if they move up in the top 10, man. Right. That's the only and way they'll be able to do it. I don't it. see that happening, but no. it probably doesn't hurt to bring them in and get other teams thinking at least you could because everybody, I'm sure, on the outside looking in is going, this Bills team needs a wide receiver. Yeah. They need a good one, too. It's about time. We haven't really made a splash move. I mean, the last splash move we is when we traded back up to get Trey Edmonds. Right. Like that was like, oh shit, who are we going to get? We had 16. a lot of we had a lot of capital then too. We had two I know. seconds to trade to get up. But dude, I would hundred percent. I'm not kidding, man. If it was me, I would to get in Jigba, I would trade in the top ten. I would I would trade the rest of my draft picks. No, yeah, well, <laughs> I would go I would I would obviously I would give up uh, you know, the twenty seventh and then a second this year. And then a first and a second next year, get up and get his ass. You know dude. the only thing that scares me, and this will always scare me is Sammy Watkins. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like, dude, you, you can do that with saying? so many like, players, though. I know, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah. they move up to, for Sammy Watkins in that same draft. Who gets drafted? OBJ. I know. Who else gets drafted? Mike Evans. I know. Like, are you shitting me? I know, dude. Look like, at the CJ Spiller the, draft. Right. You like, know? four out of the five receivers it. taken in the first round were fantastic. You picked a one. Who's got a bad <sighs> foot and can't play? And Jigba's just—he's like such a sure. Seems like a sure guy, but does. Sammy kind of seemed like it too. I, I get you. I know it's like a curse. It's just we don't have Ralph Wilson anymore. Yeah, that's so true. He Good can't point. curse us anymore. Yeah, what are you gonna do, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, how we doing? We ready? I think yeah. so. I think we call it. All right, man. We'll get back into it next week. I like it.
Yeah, look for us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ETD Buffalo, and look for our podcast wherever you happen to like listening to them. We're hosted on previously anchor.fm, which is now Spotify Podcast. Um, but like I said, wherever you like. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll see you next week and into some more draft talk. We're going to, like, two weeks, basically. So, yeah, man. Get excited. But uh, just want to end it with where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Bills.